Yeah, I am. Are you recording? Yeah. Nick, are you recording? Yes. Okay, good. Because I'm recording too. You can hear me. You can hear me though, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought you couldn't hear me. I was freaking out a bit. Well, I couldn't um, for a minute, so I don't know. This might this might all be already be in the crapper. It might be over. What? Well, it'll be a good test run because um, maybe once we get back in the studio or whatever, we can try and actually have some more fun, but I... I've been having an itch, and I've been needing to scratch it, because... You tried preparation H? Uh, yes, um, I had to go to the doctor, got some medical grade, I got preparation Z, oh. um, had to sign a waiver, um, <laughs> and, now I, and now I have two buttholes. Now you have... Wait, True story. Wait, you already had two buttholes, maybe you have three now. Oh my god. <laughs> How many buttholes oh, can no. one have? How many buttholes can you have until it's just one... Like how many how many buttholes does it's it take to get that to one butthole? Until it's the butthole. Like you, it's like addition until it's until it's immediately back to one. Mathematically, yeah, I think that's like I think that's like a riddle or something. It's like what is I don't know. It's like the more holes you add, like I don't remember. I don't know. You, like, I, I don't know. You know what is interesting though? What? Human beings, their their mouth and their rectum or their anus are two ends of the same tube right and it's it's hollow all the way through so human beings are hollow all the way through which means technically if we eat food it's not inside of us it's actually on the outside of us because it's just empty space in there like if you put your finger in the hole of a donut it's not necessarily in the donut itself it's still outside the donut but it's in the hole of the donut you know so the food that, no, I, that I, we eat is inside, I, but it's outside. I didn't really need to think about this right now. I, I, I was on TikTok, and I already got hit with the, you know your bones are wet right now? They're not dry. They're wet. And I had to think about that. And now i got to think about this. Yeah. So there's another thing to just tick off the anxiety list. I mean, I just thought it was a fascinating little, uh, little bit of semantics there. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, fa- it's fascinating, but it's... I mean, it's a good joke, but I'm going to need you to stop. Okay. wasn't even a joke. That's just, I'm just no, trying sorry, to keep you up was, at night. That's my whole goal. No, that was, that was a, um, a reference to a TikTok as well. I don't have TikTok. I don't know about you Gen Z's running around with your ticking and your talking a, and your purple hair. I'm a millennial, but I keep up with the kids. Hello, fellow kids. Welcome to the Zeitgeist <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um. I don't know if that will be the actual intro, but... No, that's the intro right there. What's your name? Who well, are you? Um, I can't remember. It's been a year and a half since we've done this, and I'm, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, we've had to change our names so many times from the government trying to crack down on this podcast that we don't even know who we are anymore. I've got three passports. That's why we had to go on a big, hi- that's why we had to go on a big hiatus. Um, but um, I'll just do some uh, housekeeping here real quick to kind of say what was going on during the hiatus. Uh, right before my second daughter was born, uh, we did a huge, um, the Illuminerds series, yeah. uh, in a studio and we had a lot of high hopes. And then, um, then, uh, my wife and I got hit with a uh, pretty intense news that my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, and then we went through a year long battle and she is, uh, had a bone marrow transplant now is in full remission and she's doing fantastic now. So we Hallelujah. went through that battle and we're back. And I'm feeling good. We're in a good spot now, and I'm ready to tackle being a human person again because nothing messes with your head more than trauma. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to laugh about it because it just makes me feel better. I am not funny tonight. Oh my god, this. Well, no. The saying the saying goes, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? And that's that's very true. So of of anything in life, and especially traumatic moments like that. So you know, you gotta just you gotta just keep a you know, a, a funny bone somewhere, a wet funny bone somewhere in your body, and then uh, you know now, you find your way back. Let me tell you, in the in the cancer world, um, once you're in it, that you become friends with a lot of people that also have cancer, or have kids that have cancer, or relatives that are in the battle, kind of alongside you. 
And let me tell you, there is some dark humor that is funny as shit because it makes light of terrible situation because it's just like, that's so true. I mean, it's not, it's not a great thing, but in those moments, you just got to take a minute and just realize like just those, those funny moments keep you going. Those, those little lights that you take each day, one at a time and you find something to laugh about and it gets you through it. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think that is human. That right there, that's humanity, and I love it. Well, speaking of which, Greg, um, during that year, I have had a lot of time to find so much wrong with the world. We are going to hell in a handbasket, and I have so much information to give to the world, and they need to hear it, and they need to hear it now. Yep. Um, so I have I have an I have a choice for you. Okay. So I was trying to think I, uh, as an inaugural episode, as an inaugural season three comeback episode. I've got two options. We can go light, kind of a lightning round, in a thing I call mini spiracies. I've got three mini spiracies we can touch on, okay. or we can hit the ground running with something big. But I didn't know if what you'd want to do. So keep it light on our comeback, and then hit him with the hard stuff. Or hit him with the hard stuff and then take it back. I mean, let's let's do it like life. You just punch them in the mouth as hard as possible and see if they get back up. That, that's how we got to do this. Uh, Greg, I'm a little disappointed because I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I didn't prepare for the big one. I okay, let's ones. do the mini ones. Let's go. <laughs> just like life, you know, you never know what's gonna happen and what choices you're gonna have. Especially the fact that there's no choice at all. That's true. Um, I will leave you with a teaser, though, um, because it is something I do want to cover probably after this initial comeback episode. Um, it's going to be kind of a, a longer thing, kind of maybe we can do it. I do one on my series and you do one kind of bring everyone back down. Yeah, um, multi Back down from their existential dread. But I'm going to say it involves um, something called the Large Hadron Collider. Ooh, I'm interested. You know I'm interested. And let me tell you, um, over the past year, I have been, I have fallen into the algorithm of conspiracy TikTok. And let me tell you, there are some things that are coming to light right now about the Large Hadron Collider and CERN. We should be concerned about CERN. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. You're, you're teasing me, man. You know I love this stuff. But we're going to start out light with some fun Mini-spiracies. Mini-spiracies, right. let's go! Alright, All right. let's, uh, this just in, a mini-spiracy. Um, oh, okay. First one I've got right here. So, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of Courage the Cowardly Dog? Uh, yeah. I'm a 90s Cartoon kid. Em- yeah. It's a great show. Scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, but I still watched it anyway. Oh, it's fantastic. Don't know why. Like. It's a big part of why we are the way we are today, I think. There's something weird about, like, early 2000s and 90s shows that were, like, gross and disturbing that, like, shows today aren't. And then again, I don't know if that's just my, like, millennial boomer mind saying, like, shows were better back in my day. But, like, and kids today are, like, getting infected by shows they have now. But, like, comparing what my daughters watch and what I was watching... Things were gross in the early 2000s and scary. Yeah, like, I think I think I that's a big problem with the youth in America. They're not disturbed enough. They need to be a little more disturbed. Everything's too good. They're too happy-go-lucky, but also at the same time too anxious. I bet you, I bet you, if they were just a little bit more disturbed, their anxiety would probably go down because they would just be like, ah, yes, this is what life is. Um, they should listen to Disturbed. They should. They should also listen to Disturbed, yeah. And I'm blanking on their song. They have a popular song. What's their song? I mean, they, they got a few. What is, like, the, their big one? Like, oh, my God. it's. I, I keep thinking of, like, cut my life, but that's Papa Roach. That's Papa Roach, yeah. I don't know, I man. Think, I only listen whatever. to deep tracks, you know. That's not that's okay. not true. I don't actually, I don't really listen to Disturbed that much. Not anymore. That's I've been listening accident. to my, <laughs> it's left you disturbed. A little bit. A little bit. No, that's just my. That's a thing that you say. You know, just not since the accident. Yeah. You can apply it to pretty much yeah. anything. We don't. We don't talk about the accident. Yeah, not since the accident. Hey, keep it on the down low. Or you're gonna get arrested again. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's kick this off. So, Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's a great show, creepy show. Did you know that the show's premise was based off a true 
story and a true couple that literally lived in the middle of a town called nowhere. I'm so interested. Keep going. All right. So this is brought to you by Alex Masuto at SpookyStuff.com, who wrote this story, and I'm going to be relaying it to you now. It's a short Thank one. Thank you for sponsoring. Going with the, um, uh, or we probably should be paying her for reading this, honestly. It's very well documented, and there's even artwork I would love to go over, but this is an audio program, so use your imagination. And we'll post a link. Okay. Let's kick this off with a truly weird and unexpected story I never thought I would ever write about. I am reading as this person, and that's not what I want to do. I should have read this beforehand. <laughs> this is what so, we do, though. We're never prepared, and we always and find a way to make it work. It's fine. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. She Courage the Cowardly Dog was a Cartoon Network show that aired until 2002, but has continued to air on Cartoon Network periodically throughout the early 2000s, um, and has now just kind of been like retired to Boomerang, if you know what that channel is. Wait, wait, it's on Boomerang now? Mm-hmm. Yo, that so boomerang is where like the Flintstones went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Adventure Time's on there too. Cause that show's over. Wait, what the heck? Yeah, we're old, dude. Dude, how old? How old am I? How old are you? I, I don't know. I don't I know think either. Gonna, all I know is we're all slowly pacing closer to death. Just marching on to that <laughs> precipice over oblivion, and we stare into the abyss, and the abyss stares back into us, and we realize for that brief moment we're alive, and that was the only time we ever truly lived. And I am friends with the abyss now. His name is Steven. Did you know that? And he cooks um, homemade lasagna. He makes the pasta himself. He Steven makes the nice pasta? Guy. No, okay. Yeah, he's got a, if he made the yeah, lasagna, he, but he bought the noodles... Then that's like whatever, Stephen. You're not that special, but he makes the pasta. He yeah, makes. Yeah, he them? has a pasta. He like he has like the the the, the pasta maker. He pounds the pounds the dough. Ah, I stare into that abyss more like I stare into that lasagna, and it stares back at me, like a my mama's ragul. Man, I'm I'm so, I, I gotta meet this guy. I gotta go for dinner sometime. When are you going? Next? Are you going sometime in the next month? I'll clear my schedule. I don't know. I'll, I don't know. Just look out the window and look at the void. He'll show up. Ah. You know what? We'll just do this for all eternity. That's great. Sounds like a plan. All right. Okay. I can't. All right. No more bits. Let's get to the stuff. Let's, let's get to the stuff. All right. In case you've never seen Courage the Cowardly Dog, it is a purple dog that is frightened by basically everything. He lives in the middle of a town called Nowhere, Kansas, with Muriel, a sweet old lady, and Hustis, um, who is a mean, mean old man that really hates Courage and loves to scare the crap out of him. He was abandoned as a puppy, and they took him in. Turns out. That's literally that the intro to the show, by the way. Like, the way yeah. it was written is exactly the intro. Uh, for an even deeper cut lore, turns out Courage's parents were actually sent to outer space, and Muriel, being a sweet Scott... Oh. That, that's just it. His parents were sent to outer space. I guess I never saw that episode. Uh, hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, basically the show kind of revolves around weird monsters or happenstances happening involving mostly Muriel getting kidnapped and Courage has to go save her. And Hustis just really doesn't care. In fact, there's even episodes where Hustis hires monsters from past episodes to try and kill Courage. I do remember that. Oh my gosh, wow. I I remember how dark that was. They had the, yeah, he had the cat that was like Mm -hmm. a a returning villain. And he had like a couple of other guys that like were just kind of crazy that he was like, yeah, wow. And actually, I think I like somewhere in my memory, I remember it wasn't like, a whole episode, but it was a flashback sequence of Courage's parents being put into a rocket ship by some mad scientist oh and sending them into space. You unlocked that memory too for me. Oh my god. Yeah, man, what a show. Also, I'm sorry, it's going to bother me. I'm pretty sure the name's Eustace, not Hustis. Is well, yes, it, you're right. It is that. Thank you, dyslexia. I mean, I mean, um, no offense, but otherwise, I would lose my mind. No, then I would have looked like an idiot the entire episode. Yeah, I can't let that happen. So, no, um, I'm doing it myself anyway. No, you're doing great. Oh. Keep it up. <laughs> so, is the show based on a true story? Yes and no. There are countless th- uh, theories, conspiracy theories, floating around the internet for years, and it's hard to pinpoint what is actually true and what isn't a myth. Um, there's no doubt that Courage is terrified, uh, terrified many of us growing up, and it's human nature to want to find answers to the mysteries that are in the show. However... Uh, for example, there's an image floating around right now of the actual house from Courage the Cowardly Dog. It is supposedly a one-to-one location. It's in New Mexico, actually, and it is the location 
of a murder and a double kidnapping. Um. So if you think about their house in the middle of nowhere, think about that exact house with the right. little windmill in the middle of, of, of New Mexico. Like there's nothing around it. Like it is pictured. It is one for one. Yo, I just, I just looked up a picture of the house. Holy crap. What the so, heck? <laughs> yeah, that it is a very weird that that is a yeah, people don't know if this was intentional or if it was a coincidence for the show writers. Wait, was um, the was the town where this house is? Was it actually called Nowhere, New Mexico? Well, technically, it's called the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yes, it is what? called the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. Okay, this you you've, it, you've got me. You've hooked me. So, it actually was owned by an elderly couple that owned a dog and who had repeatedly reported many strange incidences while living in the house. They once reported seeing a creature they identified as a skinwalker. Ooh. Which Good old New Mexico. Skinwalkers. Wait, have, have oh, we yeah. done skinwalkers yet or no? I don't know. I can't remember. I feel like we might have. I think we might have covered Skinwalker Ranch, but I need to look back and see if we did. Yeah, but. I don't I don't know if we actually touched on Skinwalkers as like, you know, cryptids, but mm-hmm. I, actually like, I'm, planning, I'm planning on doing an okay. episode on cryptids at some point, so we can put that mm. on the list. See, I'm not I'm not as good with cryptids, so I know a thing uh, or two. That, I try to I'll keep leave it that to you. Yeah, I try to keep it to the ones that are like actually probably real and not like the crazy things. It's like this is a chicken that has human arms and walks around in a handstand all day and shoots laser beams out of its eyes and farts fire. Like I'm like, okay, let's just some kid out there is like, you know, I'm 12 years old. I just opened up a DeviantArt account and <laughs> I can't draw, but I'm gonna make up some crazy stuff and then I'll make a, a creepy pasta behind that and that'll be my cryptid. So like, I'm not looking for that kind of stuff, but the stuff that's like, there's real sightings, there's evidence, things like that. But that's for another time. Let's get back to this. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, I I listened to another conspiracy podcast, and they covered a cryptid called the Dong Man. The Dong? <laughs> he, he, it is a giant penis. That's it. And there are sightings of this, this penis. Yes, there's, there are sightings of it. It is a, it is a legit, it is on, like, the official cryptid list, I don't know, but you, I'll let you look into that one. I, I mean, I'm, I guess so, probably during work hours, probably gonna flag some things, um, but also, how dare you? Listen to another conspiracy podcast. Well, that's where I got the inspiration for this one. Shout out to Chaluminati. They're pretty big. Hmm. They're not going to know we exist. No, yeah, we... Not yet. We don't even actually exist. That's another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Finland. Like Finland and New Zealand. Um, uh, so, with Courage, the cowardly dog, and this real couple that saw strange skinwalkers, after they reported seeing the skinwalkers, the couple disappeared without a trace and only the dog was found in the house what i don't know what the dog's name was but it that's what happened what and i because I, I, like i don't apparently this happened in it doesn't say like what year this happened in so at least in this article so i don't know if like someone read this story and got the idea for courage the cowardly dog for it but it's very weird that stuff like that actually happens Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deeper dive into that later. I think because, huh? Okay. So this person on this article did a bit of a deeper dive, and they said the only evidence they could find was that there was a, um, there it was actually in a historic neighborhood in El Paso, Texas, right on the border of New Mexico. In in did I say 1957 is when this occurred? Is what they could find? The uh, what the murder kidnapping or. Yes, uh, or no, at least the um, the the elderly couple that witnessed the skinwalker. I think they say that the house, I think the rumor is that there was a murder and a, a double murder or a double kidnapping in the house. And that was the rumor and why the couple saw the strange stuff going on. I see. I just want to so, know if they found an ancient Egyptian slab and had that, that, that was the creepiest episode, in my opinion, one of the creepiest episodes because that thing, that horrible CG from like 2002 or oh whatever. Oh my god! Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that one. That one was creepy. And then um, the the most unsettling one. Do you remember? I think the guy's name was Fred. Oh yeah, Fred. And he's like, 
Uh, he liked to cut hair of people. Yes. That one was not was that- like as scary, but it was deeply unsettling. Like, I just remember oh, yeah. like, I just remember when that episode was over, just thinking like, I, I don't know what to make of this. I don't, my small brain has oh, yeah, no idea what you just go, happened. Like, I was feeling naughty. That, yep. Yep. That one was, uh, yeah, that was something. Anyway, great show. I'm going to go back and watch some of that because I think it'll still hold up. If you want to watch a good one, I think last year they put out a movie of a Scooby-Doo crossover with Courage. Uh-huh. Like last year. And okay. I heard it was pretty good. I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm um, put, a, put a pin in that. So to wrap this up, I was reading on while you were talking just to make sure there was anything else to cover. And oh my God, there is so much that happens with this couple. Apparently, this couple is all kinds of fucked up. Like they... So, okay, so since I've got two other theories to cover, we're going to make this kind of quick because there's not actually a ton. So what this person could actually find out uh, for fact was the couple was named, uh, they were William and Margaret, and they were actually known as not the nicest people. Um, at least William wasn't. He was a crotchety old man where Margaret was actually described as warm, friendly, and caring, and also very petite. So not as large as Muriel was in the show. She was actually a very petite woman. Was she a Scottish? No, they were American. They were ah. just American, like, I don't know. I see. They just did that to up the charm factor. I get it. Yeah. They also did have a pet, but it turns out they did not have a dog. They had a cat named Tommy. Um, but it turns out the cat was found, not a dog. So there was an animal found after they disappeared, not a dog. So okay. I guess, they're, again, they're kind of like taking the ideas and just changing them up a little bit. Right. Um. So whenever... Do, do, do. So they were last seen on March 6th, 1957, after a neighbor had brought over some Girl Scout cookies to them. The neighbor, named Jerry Cash, felt very unwelcome at the house and very quickly left. She described Margaret as being very upset at the time, and William was not happy with Jerry being at the house at all, and she quickly left. Um, The couple did own a business called Patterson Photo Supplies, so I guess their last name was Patterson, and were well-known in the community. William was 52 and Margaret was 42. And at the time of their disappearance, to this day, their disappearance remains an open case in the El Paso Police Department. The couple has not been seen since. Some have theorized that the couple was murdered and then were buried somewhere on the property. Former El Paso County Sheriff thinks that the couple may have been... They may have been spies for a foreign nation and then left. Like Scotland? (laughs) <laughs> we have spies of Scotland <laughs> taking our potatoes. Where's Ireland? Yeah, that's that's, oh, God. that's Ireland. I am so sorry about. I I can't do an accent. The appropriation is just so thick. Can you just smell yeah. the American privilege on this guy? Yeah. I bet. Um. Can could you imagine I'm white? I mean, no. I I couldn't tell. Honestly, that is a shocking fact that you've just revealed to the to the listening public of the the. Mm-hmm. Possibly dozen of people that may be listening. The two of people. Shout out to Jessica. It's like a 50-50 chance one of your names are Jessica. It's, it's somebody out there's name is Jessica. If you listen and your name's Jessica. You win a t-shirt. Us, I was going to say give us money, but you can have the t-shirt if you pay us for it. Yes, you win a because t-shirt for the small fee of $25 plus shipping and handling. And you won't know what kind of t-shirt it is. It's one I just need to get rid of. Yep. Extra, extra large. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. It says... Dong Man. <laughs> Here comes the Dong Man. Here comes the Dong Man. And that's all it says. And there's a coffee stain on it. Um, <laughs> so there was other... Uh, the police interviewed other neighbors and they said they actually ended up taking an extended vacation to Florida because it turns out they were acting a bit suspicious the previous weeks. And it turns out William owned a boat, a Cadillac and a property in Mexico, as well as numerous stocks and numerous businesses. So I think they might've just like sold all their stuff and just took off and changed lives. It's not like, I don't And left the they poor cat. They were, yeah. They left the cat. Terrible. Poor people. Tommy. Poor Tommy. Tommy. What's Tommy going to do? 
I don't know, somebody found him, took him in, gave him a cat, gave him some cat food, and then he died happily in somebody's arms. I like to think that. Yeah, that's probably how it ended up. Um, but so, but people don't think that that story is true because they also had dinner with their friends just two days earlier, and they made no mention of having any travel plans. Uh, their their close friends named the Wards. Uh, they owned an automotive business where they actually made plans with their with them later in the week, uh, but then disappeared. So they weren't able to make those plans. How rude. Hmm. Um, but people. So there there's so many like basically this couple disappeared and they were acting pretty shady. And nobody knows why. They also claim to see weird things on the property, too. So nobody knows what happened, and that's what's based off of Courage the Cowardly Dog. And that's the end of Mini Spiracy number one. That was good. I'm glad I heard that one. I'm so excited for number two. Okay. I I feel like this next one is in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I feel like this is something you might have heard of. So, because you brought up, like, all the, the Cheyenne Mountain tunnel bunkers and stuff, and there was, like, a subway... Uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, Greg, you ever heard of government cheese? I don't, why did I say it like that? <laughs> you ever heard of go- like had like a mini like heart attack? Yeah, or you something? said a stroke right there. Um, <laughs> I actually, I I, I feel that's like what I've, government cheese will do to you. Right. I feel like I've actually heard the term government cheese, but you're gonna have to refresh my memory because I don't remember why I heard it, or who was saying it, or why they said it. Like government cheese. <laughs> well. Basically, the term government cheese comes from the Depression when the government would hand out cheese to people, basically. Like, it was part of the government's way of helping people not die of starvation. I see. So people who were dying of starvation would be like, can I get some of that government cheese, please? Cheese. My cholesterol is tanking. Right, yeah, my cholesterol's to- too low. Listen, I need, <laughs> I need higher cholesterol. I want to die. <laughs> I want a cheesy death. End my suffering. Let me eat 40 pounds of cheese, and I'll never poop again, and I'll die. A happy man. I want them, when I die, I want them to cut me open, and my steaming body just turns into a nice fondue. Spore it over me. Dip a little marshmallow in there. Okay, I'm, I'm more grossed out by the marshmallow and the fondue. You're not grossed out by the dead man filled with cheese? I mean... It's it's probably happened before. There's probably you're judging me for the marshmallow, and this man is filled with cheese. When in the when would you have ever put a marshmallow in a cheese fondue? And why? At the at a place called the melting pot, and I didn't realize it was the cheese bowl and not the chocolate bowl, and I took a bite, and it was nasty. That's that's terrible. I'm I'm I now I see where your trauma comes from. Yeah, that's why I don't like cheese that much or marshmallows. It all changed on that day. But we can't talk about it. Not since the accident. Not since the accident. That was the accident, anyway. folks. That, every everything up to our, up to this point in our lives, that was the defining accident. Cheese man was the accident. Cheesegate. <laughs> Dong man filled him with cheese. Okay. Okay. Here is the story of government cheese and why I'm bringing it up. So, if you. I hang on. I just completely like died inside for a sec. So, the reason I bring up government cheese is because it is not referring to cheese as in money, but in fact, 1.4 billion pounds of ch- of Velveeta cheese stored in a deep cave in Missouri. Really? Missouri. Why did I say it like that? Some people yes. say it like that. Missouri. Yes. And I I don't I shouldn't say it like that because I'm not from Missouri. I am, and I still I say Missouri. I don't know, man. Anyway, but underneath Missouri, there's four one point four billion pounds of cheese. Wait, still? Yeah, it's still there. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait. This, this article was written this past February. All right. You know what? We're going on a treasure hunt. All right. It all started back in the 1970s with former President Jimmy Carter. His promise of giving the farmers a break, and he wanted to raise the price of milk, but the government couldn't just buy milk and store it. So we started buying as much cheese as people wanted to sell. And according to specific Pacific Standard Magazine, now, I am reading so terribly today. I haven't done this in so long. Forgive me, folks. 
You're forgiven. But now, farmers were producing way too much cheese, leading to the ultimate question, what should the government do with all this cheese? What do we do with the cheese? What do they do with all that cheddar? How do they... Oh my god, the article says, how do they tackle this monster of a problem? <laughs> I love it, it. I like this article. This is a good one. They said, they said to tackle this, I get it, it, former President Ronald Reagan, I guess it, like Jimmy Carter was just like, peace, you deal with it, Ronald. Yeah, sounds like Carter. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know much Ronald, about Carter, I'm just... I don't know either. I did, I did learn that apparently Jimmy Carter, before he was president... Scaled down a nuclear um, plant, like the funnel, to stop a meltdown. Well, that that's pretty cool, actually. I think he worked there. I'm not sure, but I heard that as a fun fact. I could be wrong. So please fact check me, and if I am wrong, call me an idiot on Twitter. It's probably Jimmy Carter propaganda right there. Yeah, and he's still alive. Hmm. He, how is he still alive? How does he not... Hmm... It was the radio. He is. A, oh my God! This is a, okay. This is another theory. We're coming back to this. We'll come back. Anyway, Ronald Reagan started uh, the food assistance program to distribute thirty million pounds of cheese. To, it doesn't say to who. I guess to people. Okay, according to Andrew Novak, people talk about food assistance programs as if they were created to help poor people out. Were they not? Apparently, they're crazy to get rid of some some of this daggum cheese they've got. they got a major cheese problem. It's cheese all the way from the top to the bottom, folks. They said it is, while it it is true, but almost the majority of food assistance programs were ideas that came from agriculture just having way too much of a certain food. That was the only reason they would start distributing it to people because they just had a huge excess of it. Hmm. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I can't. I can't fault them for doing something good with it rather than being like, well, let's just throw it under a mountain in Missouri. But, oh, wait. Well, they did that anyway. Oh, wait. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Oh, my God. In the 1990s, the government also started making deals with fast food restaurants to help the surplus. Oh, my God. The National Dairy Protein Board. Not protein. Oh, my God. The National Dairy Promotion Board, a semi-public marketing branch, was also created with the campaigns such as Got Milk to help their excess of milk and cheese sell more. That makes so much sense. They incorporated it into Domino's, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and the very weird... Oh my god, so talk, this is where Taco Bell introduced their very cheesy quesalupa because of the cheese... Surplus. That explains why there's so much cheese on everything. Like yeah, you go to Mexico it's, it's, it's called, and get a taco, and they're not going to put cheese on it. But here, no, there's cheese on every taco. The cheesy quesalupa. Like I'm feeling like I need to go to the bathroom just thinking about it. I'm, like you just think about Taco Bell, and it's like diarrhea. That's all I think about is diarrhea. And that that campaign was so brilliant because you see. You're just, you know, walking along your average day, walking to the bus, you see a billboard, it says, got milk. And you're like, oh crap, this guy's asking me for milk. Well, I, I, don't, I don't have any milk coming. Oh, geez, now I'm a jerk. I feel terrible about myself. I'm going to go, and I'm going to buy some milk, so that next time somebody asks me if I've got milk, I'll be like, hey, you know what? I do got milk, right? And then you'll give the guy some milk, and everybody's happy. It's going to, it's you know, that's the way to world peace. Faster solution, tap the nearest lady on the shoulder, get this guy some milk. Somebody get him some milk. Yeah. Please. Whip, whip him out. What? Oh, oh, that's too mean. <laughs> I misunderstood the joke because I'm naive. Talking about boobies. I, yeah, I, I get that now. I'm like, we. Yep. I'm older than I've ever been. I'm like 58 years old. These, these jokes are just past my, I'm past my prime. These jokes don't hit me anymore like they used to. Well, these jokes are hitting me in a way where I keep losing my focus. Yeah. Anyway. You know what does hit me, though? Colon problems. Today's sponsor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> today's, sponsor, today's sponsor is the, the U.S. colon board. <laughs> Listen, you ever Open had some box. colon problems? Are you over the age of 40? Come on. We're going to stick our fingers up your butt, and we'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> I love that slogan. You got colon problems? Stick your finger up your butt. Yeah. No, 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 no. Call. We'll do it for you. <laughs> Call today. <laughs> uh, Call. Boy. 
1-800 stinky finger. When- <laughs> oh man. All right, let's let's continue. Some people actually do have colon problems, so I don't want to be insensitive to that. I know it's like a big deal. Yeah, we apologize to your colon. I'm sorry, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So where's the cheese? Anyway, so the cheese is still sitting there. The prob- They overproduced so much cheese that the cheese just kept... They, so they put into pl- they put in place this thing to over to make cheese to like sponsor all of this stuff that they ended up producing so much um, that they actually had to create another program where they actually had to find place to store all of this stuff and they had to and it was only a specific type of cheese um, but apparently this program was then sidelined in the 1980s, but is technically still operational. Um, they overproduce cheese. The, the problem of overproducing cheese has stayed consistent throughout the years. With lower dairy consumption, the government offered again to buy more cheese worth $20 million in 2016. So apparently the government has like contracts with Big Dairy to buy cheese to then push on to the public. Like, that, I, this is, like, crazy. So government, the government is involved with big dairy and big cheese. So I just, I have a question. Okay. Hey, guys. People aren't eating as much cheese. Hmm. You know what we should do? Let's make more of it. Okay. Yeah, and then. That's what we'll do. And then the government is all like, hey, guys, just checking in. How's the cheese business going? Well, we got too much. You mind helping us out? And the government's like, oh, you kids. Okay. And they bail them out because, you know, they think that's what they're supposed to do. So then the government has all this cheese and the government's like, well, I didn't really think this through. We dig a big hole. We throw all the cheese in there and that'll solve all our problems. But sir, we already did that. And that hole's full. Oh, geez. All right. You know what? Going to have to come up with another slogan. Oh, geez. Got some cheese. And that's how it, it went. <laughs> that's how it went in the Oval Office. They went to the president. A guy stood up there, told that same story, and ever since then, they've they've been pushing the cheese. Yeah, and like, but like, as much as you, as much as I appreciate the joke, it is true though. Like, they're literally pushing cheese into children. They've recently sponsored and have then pushing mozzarella and cheese to be a higher. In higher amounts in the national school lunch program. Like, they, they push for dairy in kids' schools. Like... What about the lactose like, intolerant kids? Because there's lots exactly. of those. Because, like, they said in the recent years, there's been a rise in veganism and sustainable eating and other forms of dairy consumption. Because, as we all know, people aren't meant to eat dairy past a certain age. Like... Like, if you can, like, you, like it's technically, if you are able to process lact- lactose, yeah. I believe, that is actually a genetic mutation right. over the years of us consuming dairy products. Typically, humans are supposed to stop consuming dairy products after, like, the age of, like, I don't know, like, like four or five years old. Right. And I love like, my cheese. Stop. And I'm well aware oh, yeah. that the reason I love my cheese is because there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, and I've human recently level. gotten into it. I've recently gotten into cheese and like I'll eat I'll eat a, a good pepper jack on a shart on a shart charter charter board charter board technically just a fancy name for a lunchable it's just yep it's just it's just a lunchable basically and actually lunchables like we didn't give them enough credit we were fancy about that no 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 it's it's the pizza lunchables with the soda in it that don't make yeah. anymore do you remember those yeah I do remember you take those. that stale matzo cracker Squirt yep. that cold tomato sauce. Oh, so get cold. that cheese on there. Almost frozen. You take a bite, and it's a little bit chewy, oh, but it was the best. And if you watch that one kid heat it up to melt the cheese, no, you don't melt the cheese. You don't heat up the sauce. That makes no. it gross. It makes the little cracker all wet and squishy. You Which is amazing, because a second ago, it was so stale. Yes, but then you wash it down with an entire can of Coke that they gave you. Right. And a fun dip. Right. And then you're ready for recess. Part of a balanced meal. <laughs> I think this is why when, I don't know if, because for those who don't know, me and Greg went to the same school since fourth grade. I don't know if you remember this. When we were on the playground, do you remember um, 
I don't remember what we called it, but we played tag with a tetherball. Do you remember that? Like we would hit each other with it? Like people, uh, one day, like the tether ball that was there broke and someone took the rope with the ball on it, would swing it around oh, and smack people with it. No, I do it's remember basically that. tag, but you just smack people with a tether ball. And tether balls yeah. are not soft. They're no. like tough balls. Yeah. They got tough balls. They're the toughest balls. I but do. Like, I, I don't remember the name of that, but I do remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. One kid, I know one, one of the kids got a black eye and one kid was running from him, running from the person who was it. Ran into the playground that had like one of those like suspended bridges thing that you can walk on, and he smacked his head on it, cracked his head open, and had to be in the hospital for a week. And then they took the tetherball away, and we didn't understand. We were just children. And the reason for it is because the kid that had the tetherball had eaten Lunchables that day. So moral of the story, yeah, he folks. Was all... He was all hopped up on the. He was hopped up on the cold. Cold cheese sauce and Coke. So moral of the story <laughs> up is on that Coke. Hopped up on Coke, dude, and that fun dip, which is I mean, basically bas- just kid Coke. <laughs> yeah, basically you're dipping a sugar stick into sugar and then drinking sugar. Right, but also it's. I mean, it's it's. Is it not? Tell tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong, but like, is that not just like kid like snuff basically? Yeah, Except that you're eating it. I mean. I mean, I don't know about you, but I smoked Smarties. Yeah, yeah I'm a bad yeah, kid. Yeah, I know. You were one of the bad kids. Smoke yeah. Smarties, dude. Anyway, yeah, let's, yeah, it's let's a ga- go. It's a ga- Just point it's of, a moral of the story candy. is, like, don't, don't, eat the, don't eat the Lunchables. Just instead do a nice charcuterie board, which is basically the same thing, except it won't make your kids violent maniacs with a tetherball. Yeah, and just don't support Big Dairy, because apparently we got... I don't know. Are we supposed to support Big Dairy to get this cheese out of here? Or are we going to leave this cheese here in case like an apocalypse happens and we can all run to the cheese cave to live off of? That's the thing. I want to find this place because that could be that could come in real handy at one point. It's it's like a, there's like you can go see it. It's not like a private place. There's pictures of it. Mm. Like There's like video tours of this. Like it's literally just like blocks. It's like miles of just Velveeta cheese. Like blocks of Velveeta cheese. I just it's insane. I, have a, I feel like I feel like whatever they show you isn't the full stock of their cheese. They show you the Velveeta. They show you the cheap crap. But you go just a little bit further, and then you've got like you've got the stuff from Switzerland. You got the stuff from Wisconsin. Yeah, they, got the, they got the Gouda stuff. The Gouda they got stuff. the Gouda stuff there, dude. And you're you're walking by, and there's like Stilton's, there's Brie, there's there's Lindberger, and you're like, wow, this is this is where it's at. But they don't show you that part. That's for government officials only. Only accessible oh, yeah. through a back door from Cheyenne Mountain. Uh, uh, yeah, you got to go in the back door, show your Illuminati badge, yep. and say, "Show me that cheese." And then they just smell it, and they go, and they get, like get high somehow. I don't know. Summon this. They 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 have, like have a cheese that summons like cheese Satan. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's it's simpler than that. You have a secret code in the form of a fart, right? Because of how cheese, you know, makes some people feel, you know, anyway. So no, no, no. It's, if you fart, but it's not the right fart, they won't let you in. But if it's just the perfect, it just sings it. Like it's that that's what you need to do. That's how you get in. Fart ID matched. Yeah, exactly. Welcome, President. Welcome, Mr. President. Welcome, Mr. President. All right, moving on. What what else do we know about the cheese or the next uh, mini spiracy? That was the end of that mini spiracy. Technically not a mini spiracy, just a weird fact I found out that there's just cheese in Missouri. Fascinating. 1.4 billion pounds of cheese. Okay, last mini mini spiracy. So Greg, uh, during the time I w- we were gone, um, and I've brought this up to you multiple times, I'm an avid, I'm a gamer. I'm a big gamer, and I'm a big gamer for Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I, Animal Crossing, top tier game for me. I invested so much time in the new uh, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, I have invested over 200 hours in that game. Um, Is it all on your real Twitch world, uh, If I had the time, I probably would have twitched it. But oh, but you had the time to play um, 200 hours of Animal Crossing? Come on, bro. Yeah, for my own enjoyment. And I'm not going to lie, I have spent real world money in the black market Animal Crossing trade market like Boy. there's literally online markets where you can trade items for real world money and yes i have spent money to get furniture limited edition furniture items that i missed the event for that only happen once and i know i'm not bitter no 
You shouldn't be. No, I didn't spend $35 to get a couch in Animal Crossing. You spent $3,500. I didn't do that. No, it was $35.99 plus tax. Oh, um, I see. <laughs> plus tax. Anyway, uh, but yes, I have been very into Animal Crossing. And um, as you know, Animal Crossing is a series that has been going on since the GameCube days. Technically, it's actually been going around since the N64 days. The game originally came out on the N64 in Japan first and then was ported to the GameCube when it came to the West. Ah. So um, th- it has been around for a long time. Um, and during this time, um, it has evolved into uh, an amazing game. Uh, it started at Humble Roots, uh, where you're a weird-looking gnome person paying off debts. You're still um, a weird-looking gnome person, to be fair. No, no, you actually have like good style now. You can look like a real person now. Oh, okay. Well, you can look like a gnome person if you choose to. Your customizations are out of this world in the newer ver- in the newer versions of the game. To be fair, I still have a GameCube, and the only version of Animal Crossing I actually have is the original 2001 version. Because, I mean, that's obviously the best. Unless you count uh, Harvest Moon as a predecessor, in which case I think that game has a slight edge. No, Harvest Moon is definitely a more in-depth, like, life simulator game. Um, You could, like, get married and all that kind of stuff. It's actually, it was the inspiration for Stardew Valley, which is, like, a modern version of um, Harvest Moon. Even though they're still making new Harvest Moon games, which I which I heard are terrible. Also only played um, the original on that one, and it was great. Blew my little, my little, my child brain that, like, I could actually, you know, live this simple life. And that's what I've been trying to replicate ever since, but I haven't been able to do that since the accident, so it's what it is. Yeah, not since the accident. Anyway, um, Animal Crossing is actually um, something much darker. Uh, over the years, people have come to notice a lot of weird things in the game. And let me tell you, it's not pretty. Once you know the truth, there's no going back. You'll never see it the same way again. I accept these conditions. Okay. Because, Greg, Animal Crossing is a town that kidnapped a human child and uses him for slave labor. It's a cult of animals that kidnapped a child and use him for slave labor. I love that you don't even have to expand on that, and I'm already recognizing that you're absolutely right. So think of the think of the first game. Yeah. You are you start on a train. You don't know how you got on the train. You don't know where how you got there. You don't even have money. You don't know what the name of your town is. You don't even know your name. You don't even know if you're a boy or a girl. Like you were drugged, you have amnesia, and now you're going to this weird place and then this man, this cat man comes up to you named Rover and said, "Ask you all these questions. Where are you going? What are you doing?" And you just give random answers. And they're like, "Okay." And you pull up into this town. And you have nothing. You go to the edge of each part of the of the grid. What's on the edge of each of the map? Walls of mm-hmm. cliff walls. You are in a square box, cut off from the outside world. It's true. It's like a, it's like Squid Game. It's an island yeah. that's segmented. And also, Rover asking you those questions. I realize now he's trying to confirm your alibi. He wants to know that you've got your story straight when you get into town because you can't tell people that you don't belong there. Yep. Mm. Yeah, because like they just they just confirm everything you say. And and I like that you mentioned an island because the newest game is on an island. Ah. It you you build you you build your own island. You're stuck on an island. Well, the, I and think all of them are on an island though because if you visit another town, it still has the same beach, has the same cliff walls. I think it's just the train just goes in circles from cube to cube to cube on the same island. So it's actually, so that's actually um, part of the of the conspiracy theory, at least for the first game. So th- you're in a box, basically. If you take the train to visit another town, you're in another box. People think that this is just a big grid system of children they, they have trapped in these little towns to exploit them and use them for labor, and only to satisfy their needs. Well, and the thing is, I kind of get it, because we, as humans, have taken a lot of animals to experiment with, put into boxes, put into labyrinths, given certain parameters that they they must live by, and the animals just need to, all, all they've decided is, you know what? I'm going to strike back. They rise up. They rise up. 
Rise like the day. They rise, rise like up. the gamer. Spite of the AIDS. Um, so I do have a actual. Um, I don't think that's actually out, the word, but <laughs> I do have a written out theory uh, that goes into a little more depth about this theory. So it says the gist of it is basically the game represents a human trafficking operation where children are lured by friendly characters and then kidnapped. Um, the Animal Crossing series may seem child friendly with many friendly animals and characters. However, these animals have a dark secret when it comes to introducing the player into the community. In fact, the animals do indeed to ki- do indeed kidnap young native children, then place them into slave labor, pretending to the kids that it is really fun and it's so rewarding to help the community. The th- uh, with only basically nothing as payment. You will run errands for people. You will uh, sell things and get pennies. And you'll run errands for people, and they will give you literal garbage in return. You ever seen anybody else pick a single weed? No. No. Have you ever seen anyone, like, when you're trying to, like, build something, and it sets up... So in the newer games, you can, like, build bridges and stuff, and it sets, like, up a donation thing. And apparently people of the town can donate to build the bridge. You know how much people donate? Like, two bells. You gotta pay everything yourself. Yeah. Because you have to support the town. Only you. They live off of you. The post office. Um, Where does your mail actually go? You ever seen anybody else ever mail anything out? No. Mm -hmm. You have a fake Truman Show post office where you can think that you're getting letters from your mom and think that you're sending stuff to places, but really, really, it's all written right there behind the desk. Yeah. And Priscilla is I, so sick of your crap. Is that her name? That's that's the nighttime. Dude, I don't know how I remembered that. <laughs> it's been a long time since oh I played. But it's like the nighttime remember. lady. She's the mean one at the post office. Um, so there is actual evidence that people say support this theory within the game. So if you know the character named Captain, like the the the, the turtle. Yep. Um so in at the start of uh, a majority of the game, it's not the first one. But at the start of the game, the player is introduced to a character named Captain, who in who takes them to the Animal Crossing community. However, Captain is actually based on a Japanese mythological river demon called the Kappa, which actually famously, infamously is known for luring and then kidnapping children, which is worth mentioning of his creepy speeches and his tones starting uh, when you're starting the game and he is talking to you, he says the line, children they are so gullible. He does say that, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He also, like, sings, like, really weird songs, which apparently is something that the Kappa do, is a way to lure in the children, is they sing songs. Um, another piece of evidence um, is Tom Nook and his never-ending debt. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Tom Nook, the, um, the entrepreneur, philanthropist, real estate tycoon that um forces you to work for him um uh, so they are introduced to this man and they have to pay off their debt and it seems that that debt is always increasing they are always encouraging you to buy the next expansion to your house you have to do it once that is available you have to buy it and that debt is never ever ceasing so where they may think that this is a fun loving community where you can grow and expand your house you are just lining their pockets with your hard-earned labor and have... Well, I mean, you do get a house and stuff out of it, but at what cost? Wait, Think and what, of your mother. To what benefit? Because you get the house, but everything is everything you furnish your house with has to be either purchased from Tom Nook or gotten from another villager, and it's all a sham. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's a sham. You're not going to sell that house. There's no real estate market. Yeah, who's going to buy it? The other animals that already have houses? And in the first game, the animals are jerks, if I remember. Like, they're mean to you. Well, it depends. Also, I've noticed that there's times when certain packages are sent over the cliff sides on a balloon from one to another, one town to another. Oh, my God. And oh, my God, you're right. I think, <gasps> I think it's actually other children looking for help. But what they don't know oh my God, is that right. the only other people there are other children also looking for help. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're totally right. That's so crazy. 
Hmm. And who is KK Slider? Who is KK Slider really? Oh my God, he is. He's 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 a leader. He's a ring. He's a ringleader. He comes and goes as he pleases. He thinks he's that his cult. music is good. He's the suave, like the suave, like deity head of the cult. People love him and they worship him, and he gets a cut of everything. And you know, you, know who you, else? you fill out the museum with all the stuff. Only you fill the museum out. No one That's else. That's true. Does it. That's true, and all that stuff was planted there for you to dig up. You know how I know this? Because everything that you dig up clearly shows markings that it was recently buried. Even fossils. Oh my! How would a fossil have been recently buried there? There's even like traps that they put. Like you just fall into these trapped holes. Right. It's all a game. They just want to see how long you can go. And some and people will go 200 freaking hours into... <laughs> No, but dude, okay, here, here's the connection I'm making. A leader, a charismatic leader of a dangerous group who is a musician and believes that his music is better than it really is and encourages you to listen to it on regular frequencies, who does that sound like? I, I'm drawing a blank, I don't know. Charles Manson. K.K. Slider oh my God. is Charles Manson. Oh, my God. I, see, I don't know that much about Charles Manson. I know who he is, but I haven't looked into the him yet. I've been I've been doing a lot of stuff. Like, but I, 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 oh, my God. I don't have time to go into all it's the like backstory, a, but Charles Manson, the, the reason Charles Manson even, like, the reason the Manson family murders even happened is because it was a music executive that rejected him. Um, and he went, sent people to kill the music executive at his house, but he didn't know the music executive had sold that house. And there were other people staying there. They ended up killing those people. Anyway, um, you know, I, we don't have to get into all that this episode, but dude, that's, yeah, that's, that's some heavy stuff for, uh, you know, for animal crossing. Mm-hmm. So think about that next time I play it, me listening back and editing this, think about it. <laughs> And just what are you contributing to? <sighs> Making my island pretty so I can post it on Instagram. Get a lot of likes. That's what that's what life's all about, isn't it? Likes on about, Instagram. It's all about that ratio, bro. The like like to comment ratio, the follow count. It's every day, bro. Every day. And then we do this podcast where we really don't care if anybody listens or not. It's completely self-indulgent. So if there's nobody out there, yes. whatever. So that ends my mini-spiracies episode. Um, and let me tell you, as a comeback episode, feels good. Feels good to be back. Um, feels good to be no back. It's, I know it's a little rough around the edges, but let's consider this our tester comebacker episode because I use the word comebacker and that sounded very gross mm. um so uh, yeah um i will go cry um but um for the future i will say this uh the past year i have gathered a catalog of very much existential it's basically a book of existential nightmares that i am going to put us all through um Especially when it comes to to CERN and the Large Hadron Collider, because let me tell you, um, it's it's going to be a lot, and it's something y'all should really look forward to, and I'm very excited about it once I do a bigger deep dive, um, and get that ready to go. So, it's going to be intense. Let me tell you. So, um, new series coming. We can all be excited about that. In the meantime, we're going to pepper in some of these fun little conspiracies, or sometimes just true weird things, like we did today, like. For example, what do you think happened to the couple in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, El Paso, who, wherever it was? Uh, was it the skinwalkers? Was it the ancient Egyptian pharaoh? Was it actually that the cat planned it all along just to get some damn peace and quiet? Beyond that, what would you do with a billion pounds of cheese hidden in your local mountain? And finally, did you know that you, yourself, have contributed to child slavery through playing and purchasing Animal Crossing. Think about all those things as you try to go to sleep tonight. Bliss.
Um, I forgot what we do for an outro, so yeah, it's fine. We just say uh, comment, Take- like, like it, but not not like it. There's no likes. It's a podcast, but rate us five stars. We appreciate it. And if you learned mm-hmm. something today, let us know. We are at the Zeitgeist Podcast on Twitter. Is it the Zeitgeist or just Zeitgeist? I think it's the Zeitgeist. I don't know. I haven't been on the Twitter. Um, I keep talking. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Okay. Um, so we're on Twitter. We are obviously on Apple Podcasts and at wherever. If you're listening to it now, you've got it there. But go ahead and rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts or rate us on whatever podcasting app you use. Yeah. Um, uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon. It's literally everywhere you can think of. That's where it is. Yep. And uh, we won't tolerate anybody doing less than five stars. Just absolutely won't allow it. You'll you'll be banned for life. So if you want that, well. Yeah, nope. I, I just dug myself in a hole there because maybe you do want to be banned from life from this podcast. Why can't I find the account? What happened? Reverse Was psychology. Give us one star. Make us the worst rated podcast in the world. But if you hate us, it did, then give us five. It, How about it, that? Please, please don't do that. Okay, I found it. It's just Zeitgeist Podcast. There's no the. At Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist Podcast. Tweet at us. We'll check it. Probably within the next two years. Anyway. Yes, I just need to log back into it. Um, Thank you for enduring for our first comeback episode. Stay tuned. It's going to get wild. Yes, sir. See you next time. Adios.